The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Welcome to it. Great to be with you on a Friday. It's Hale Varsity Radio. We're presented by Currency for all your equipment financing needs. Go Currency. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, and you can dial us up today on Hale Varsity at 489-1240. 489-1240. Toll free across the state. 1-800-825-5865. Email the show as always. Chris at Hale Varsity. Dot com and can watch the show uh, a couple of different ways to do that. The Hale Varsity YouTube channel and the Hale Varsity Radio Twitter feed at HVarsity Radio that should be up or may be up in uh, some form or fashion shortly. So we'll get to it. Loaded show. We'll spend some time with Jacob Padilla. A little bit of thoughts uh, from him on the Husker volleyball scrimmage and Husker football camp. That's coming up in hour one. Bill Dolman. NBC Sports, the pride of Fairbury, joins us in one hour. Brady Oltman's also to talk some Husker football. And then Danny Burke, VEASAN Sports Network, some baseball picks for you and maybe a little early college football action, all that available for you. So it is a great time of year as high school football gets underway different parts of the state tonight, a little week zero action, and then week one underway as we get closer to Minnesota. We'll have comments and thoughts from Nebraska defensive coordinator, Mr. Tony, Tony White. Yeah, science is uh, his defense looks to put a hurting on the offense tomorrow. The second major scrimmage as camp comes to close tomorrow and Nebraska gets ready for Minnesota next week. Uh, with their prep and uh, attention. We'll get to some of your comments in the stream, as always. Uh, Excited to do that. And question for you, have you got your Husker gear yet? Now, I don't wear Nebraska gear. It's not because I don't like it or think it's cool. You just can't go fanboy uh, in the, uh, the, the press box. I don't wear a Nebraska hat or zip up. I don't know that I have much Nebraska stuff anymore. Growing up, yeah, absolutely. That was always the negotiation. What did I try and hit mom and dad up for when it comes to Husker gear? And when Junior was little, he was all about trying to get the, the new the new alternative jersey. And uh, he did that more times than not as the season kicked off. His favorite, I don't believe he can fit into it anymore was his Kenny Bell jersey. He'd wear that every home game. Now he just uh, latches on with buddies and finds his way into the stadium. So I catch a little bit of a break. But do you have a a prized Husker possession, be it a signed helmet, a football, or just that lucky jersey or shirt? Maybe it's your favorite koozie that says Go Big Red on it. But Elijah is is we get closer to the season actually happening. There's a run on things. We talked back to school shopping for a lot of parents and grandparents. Uh, the the Husker gear is a big part of that back to school. 
It was, and it's funny now because it's been so long, kind of like you, since I've bought Huskerier. Uh, just a, a little aside here for anyone who hasn't been a long-time listener of the show, if you're joining us for the first time as the Matt Rule era and football season gets underway, I used to work for Husker Vision down at the stadium. It, it, so you were, you were set up. It paid my way through college. Oh, yeah. I'm talking like... We got a free pair of Husker <laughs> shoes every single year, like three different polos. I have a Husker backpack at my house, and I don't use like any of it because, like, as you said, you don't want to go too fanboy. And then also, the problem at the time was that that was the same gear that all the athletes got. And like, look at me, I'm I, I didn't look like an athlete walking around campus, and I felt like the ultimate poser with like the I Husker backpack on and the shoes. Sure, go for it. So, Elijah Herbal at six foot five. Oh, like three-ish, six foot well, okay. three-ish. I'm, I'm the short guy. <laughs> so Elijah, Elijah Herbal, God, did you ever go poser? Did you ever roll into the bar, the bar, or the rail with with Husker with your Husker Vision gear on, hoping to be mistaked for? Well, he ain't a starter. <laughs> he goes and grabs the tee at well, kickoff after it's done. Did you ever try and pull the athlete card for some? gorgeous beauty to maybe pass a drink your way no no not out and about i did i can't did you wear your say. southeast jersey out uh no also no <laughs> uh i did though use that gear like everyone knows like what the gear like of the like the, the team personnel is i did use that right. gear and then my pass which was not all access but i just flash it at people and i tried to get myself everything in the stadium on game day i was like this close to meeting uh bill murray in the tunnel walk i i like an hour before kickoff, I was just walking down the tunnel, like, like high five and little kids and whatnot, trying to find Bill Murray. Uh, never actually found him. He was in the locker room and they wouldn't let me into the locker room because like that's football team person. I'm like, who the hell are you, man? They didn't let me back there, but uh, I always go up and go steal the media food. Sorry, media folks. I didn't have the password. We don't, that, but we don't need it. A lot of us don't need it. I looked like I belonged, so I would go take media food from there. Like went through all the suites, went into Tom Osborne's suite on game day, and like saw what his uh, his setup was. I did use that that pass and that gear on game days frequently for my own advantage, but that was it. Never so out you, and about. Okay, okay. So you you just were able to navigate Memorial Stadium untouched for mm-hmm. a while. I, I, I got to break it to you, and I don't know this for fact, but Bill Murray probably had a picture of you. Keep this man away from me. I, I hear Bill Murray, not to this, I don't want to get libelous here or slanderous or whatever you want to say. I've heard he's not the most welcoming celebrity to run into. And you'd think, based on like all the characters he plays in movies, that he'd be warm and welcoming. And apparently he's mm-hmm. just not that at all. He's very annoyed by anyone coming up to him in public don't and bothering bother him. Don't bother me. Yeah. Don't bother me. So it might be a blessing in disguise that I didn't get to meet Bill Murray. <laughs> oh, it would have crushed your soul. <laughs> <laughs> Elijah's there to meet his his favorite actor, and hey, mustache, get away from me! And <laughs> then you would have you would have sobbed all the way out. Now Junior's got a, an old throwback Kenny Bell jersey, and I have my dad's old champion sweatshirt. I didn't know they made champion sweatshirts, but uh, it took a. Uh, a savage beating in the 70s, survived the 80s, made it to championship games in the 90s. I have that folded up, and it's at my mom and dad's house that he wore. That was his lucky sweatshirt. Or uh, we could just say it was it was his his uh, his beer bib for for a lot of football games. So have that, and have my grandfather 
his Nebraska hat he used to always wear. So those are the the two I have, and I've I've got them uh, kept. So those are those are cool. But yeah, uh, it's maybe time to load up and, and get some Husker gear. How many folks are going to run out and buy the new uh, alternate jersey? I would be shocked if it's that many. There's been like uh, like in terms of stylistically wearing it around like. If you're going to wear that Husker jersey, you're going to be like, where'd you get this off-brand one with the blue bordering around it? Like, you have to be a, a Husker diehard to be like, oh, well, this one time back in 1923, Nebraska wore blue jerseys at home. Like, sure. you can't go wear that out and about unless it's, like, on game day. So I would venture to say it's going to do some sales, but not as well as previous jerseys have done. There's been some cool ones. Like, that That Buffalo alternate jersey is actually cool to wear around. It wasn't yeah. my favorite they wore on the field, but when I still see it out, I go, that's a good-looking jersey. I don't think you can say the same about this one. It's just a normal jersey with some some weird text on the sleeves and then the blue bordering on the numbers, which makes it look like a Chinese knockoff. Right. I mean, is it? Is, where did you get this? Uh, you know, it's like kids in war-torn countries that got items that were printed on T-shirts that never went to sale there's yeah. i mean seriously there's some kid in a third world country that has nebraska football 1983 national champs okay because you know those t-shirts went to print before uh the uh, the infamous orange bowl uh matthew we put his comment up a little bit earlier says you could have posed as a tennis player fair point uh, and Brennan, our friend from the Black Hills, on the trend of wearing jerseys. I think the trend of jersey wearing is a hot topic right now. It's weird for grown adults to wear jerseys. Is it weird? I think so, but I'm not going to hate on it. Like, if you as a family all go in the, uh, the – wear your, your Husker jersey for the Christmas picture, I'm not going to shake my finger at it. I think there's a certain age you probably stop wearing jerseys. Uh, uh, the, the the exception being is if, you know, it's Jackie Robinson or something like that, that's always okay to wear. Well, I think it's almost always okay. If you're a grown man wearing, like, a jersey to work on, like, a Tuesday afternoon, get that look That's at. a cool job you get to go to. Yeah, uh, but, like, on game days, yeah, wear that jersey loud and proud. Who cares? Like, are, are, we, are, nope. we, are we, like, kidding ourselves? Like, yeah, you're supporting the team. It's a good-looking jersey. I wear soccer jerseys. I'm going to wear a soccer jersey tomorrow morning. Tottenham's playing Manchester United. I'm going to wear that just to show everybody that adults can wear jerseys and it's still okay, kind of like my Nikola Jokic jersey or my Kale McCarr jersey or my Von Miller jersey, all of which I've worn on You're the not air. in your 30s yet. You're all right. Let's dive in. We touched on this before we said goodbye, and we got into ceiling and floor. That discussion, best-case, worst-case scenario. And we talked a little bit about Alabama, LSU, Wisconsin, Iowa, Michigan. Well, why don't we settle in on Nebraska and and get serious for a moment? Interested in your feedback as well, 489-1240, or the stream with the Hale Varsity YouTube channel. Okay, the best case, worst case scenario. I think the worst case scenario for Nebraska record-wise, is is 5-7. and seven. And that kind of follows on the heels of where you had Bill Conley putting Nebraska at with the, uh, the algorithms, the simulations, and Nebraska's at a 5.6 win number after preseason, after spring, and right before kickoff happens – uh, Conley puts his projections and predictions out. Uh, 
So, listen, five and, and seven would hurt a little bit because you've seen so many of those. I'll say this, and I want your take, Elijah, before I get to, to best case. If you go five and seven and you're Nebraska, do you feel dejected and deflated? Probably. It's not anything close to one and 11 or two and 10 like previous year ones. You've had a little bit more, I think, optimism in some of the, the comments Matt Rules made. This, this team's closer to a year two is what he has said a couple of different times. So you fast forward to at least a six and a six, right? You get bowling. I think that that should be a worst case scenario. You should be six and six. You go bowling and then you reset for a really good year two. Now, I think it's fair to point out with this Nebraska team, it is – there's a lot of unknowns. You have a few elder statesmen, but you got a lot of young talent, and it is a complete makeover, not only from a culture standpoint, but also from a skill set standpoint. And and I think that is fair. This is not as talented a team. There's no Cam Taylor Britt on this football team. There's no JoJo Doman when we think of some guys that made all Big Ten. There's no Palmer, right, that we know of yet, okay? And and things could change. Guys could have really good seasons. But from a talent standpoint, you've been underwhelmed the last few seasons with four and three and five win teams that had talent on it. They were probably six, seven, or eight win football teams that severely underachieved. And you look at this year, Talent-wise, are they really that much better than a six-win football team? Well, time will tell with it, but that's my question. I think on paper, your your 2021 team, as an example, we know how that year ended, three and nine. More talent. That was a good that was a that was yeah, that was a more talented football team. I don't know if this year's team has that much talent. Yep. I think they have good players, but a far more navigatable schedule. And that's why I'm putting the floor lower than five games, Schmitty. I'm putting it at three. And that's, really? I'm talking worst case scenario. Can you not see it? Okay, Nebraska goes out there in the offense. What I look at is turnover issues with Jeff Sims' history at Georgia Tech and with how many times Nebraska put the ball on the carpet in the spring game. I worry about turnovers. Okay, game one's a turnover fest. It's game one in a new regime. You make a lot of mistakes. You, you go, lose 31 17. Yeah, you go in, in on the road and face Colorado. And you know what? Your defensive line, not deep enough. It's not up to snuff. You can't get pressure with a four-man rush. That Colorado offense has weapons. It's a question of can they generate a rushing attack and can they keep Sanders safe, but they have weapons on that offense. You can't generate a, a four-man rush and Sanders picks you apart. You're now 0-2, and, and you have two get-right games, don't get me wrong, <laughs> before Michigan comes to town, a potential national title contender who waxes you. You're now 2-3, and three, India, the most important three-game stretch of your season, Illinois, on a short week, Northwestern, Purdue. You look at that, if you have no confidence, if you're two and three with no confidence going into that three-game stretch, you're going to be lucky to get out of there one and two. That's what I'll say. I think Northwestern, you should have a win. Very fair. And then you're sitting at three and five, heading into Michigan State, Maryland, Wisconsin, and Iowa. And if you have no confidence, Northwestern's the only Power 5 victory you have on the year, you can go 0-4 in that stretch, very realistically. 
if you don't have confidence. It comes down to can Nebraska get some confidence going early in the season, but if the same issues that have plagued this team in years past in terms of tightening up in close games and what we've seen thus far in the spring game with turnovers, what we know about Jeff Sims at Georgia Tech with turnovers, it could be a snowball effect type season. I'm going to put the floor at 3-9. and nine. I'm going to qualify that. I don't think Nebraska goes 3-9. and nine. I think they do better than that. But that is my floor for this year in terms of if everything goes wrong, it's a 3-9 and nine football season you're staring at. I will dive into to my thoughts here shortly. Uh, Jacob Padilla is going to join us. Uh, I'm right at 5-7, and 6-6. Six and six. We'll get Jacob's thoughts. Hail Varsity continues, 489-1240. Also, uh, you can submit your floor or your worst-case scenario and give me your best case. 